Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Baptism, Discovering Its Meaning. As one reads the New Testament, he is confronted with the practice of baptism. Mark, in chapter 1, verse 4, opens his gospel narrative with these words. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance and the forgiveness of sins. Even Jesus of Nazareth came to John and requested baptism. John wanted to refuse and tried to prevent Jesus from doing this because, as he said, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented him. Now Jesus, as our sin-bearer, identified with those he came to save by this act. In addition, he endorsed John's baptism as having come from God. And since John had received a command from God to baptize, Jesus, in fulfilling all the commandments of God, submitted to baptism. After Jesus returned from his temptation in the wilderness, he took up the practice of baptism also in his ministry as Messiah. We read in John chapter 3 and John chapter 4. After Jesus, after this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing at Aeon near Salem, because water was plentiful there, and people were coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been put in prison. In chapter 4, it continues, Now Jesus learned from that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John although it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and departed from Galilee. After his death, burial, and resurrection, as Jesus gave his command to his disciples to proclaim the gospel, he also gave them the command to baptize those who believed. So there is continuity and some discontinuity between the baptisms of John and the baptisms of Jesus. John's baptism was a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sin in preparation for the coming of the kingdom of God. Jesus establishes that kingdom in his own person and work in the calling of the disciples to himself. Before he ascended to the Father in heaven, he gives them the commandment of disciple-making. Hear the words of the Master. Jesus came and said to them, Matthew 28, 18, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, as you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Mark has this ending. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. Mark 16, 15, and 16, an old ending to the Gospel of Mark. In obedience to the command of Jesus, the apostles preached the good news of the Messiah Jesus, and they called people to, who heard that message to repentance and faith in him. This begins on the day of Pentecost, and it continues throughout the narrative of Acts. Again and again we read such words as these, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, Acts 
when they believed Philip preaching the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized, men and women alike, Acts 8.12. Or Acts 18.8, Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord together with his entire household, and many of the Corinthians hearing Paul believed and were baptized. The point is that every time there was a preaching of the gospel and a call to repentance and faith, and people believed that message and repented and pushed their faith in Jesus Christ, there was baptism. It marked that the hearers understood and received the message of Jesus as the Christ, that they were enlisting in his school, that they were coming over into his kingdom, that they were looking to him as their deliverer and their savior for the forgiveness of their sins and for a right to stand before God justified. And when we turn to the letters of the New Testament, we find baptism once again front and center. Christians are those who have received the good news of Jesus and turned from a life of unbelief to faith in him. Galatians 3, 26, In Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many as you and were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Or 1 Peter 3, 21, baptism now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Paul in Colossians 2, verse 11, in Christ you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ having been buried with him in baptism, in in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. In Romans 6, verses 3 and 4, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Romans 6, 3 and 4. All of these verses tell us what baptism means. So if you want to know the meaning of baptism, what do you do? Well, you go to where baptism was introduced. You go to the initial practice of baptism to its action, and to the meaning that was ascribed to it. If you want to know the meaning and practice of baptism, you go to it where it's first introduced in practice. And that was first with John, then with Jesus, and then with the apostles. Baptism had its beginning in the ministry of John the baptizer, but it is then picked up by Jesus and his apostles. It's given a fuller meaning and interpretation. To understand and to biblically practice baptism, you begin in the New Testament where it was introduced. We must not get our testaments reversed. We must not reverse the covenants. The new covenant comes after the old covenant. We therefore look at and understand the Old Testament in the light of Christ and his fulfillment of all of it. So what we can see from this survey of the practice of baptism in the early church is that repentance and faith in Jesus are required. And secondly, that baptism stands at the beginning of the Christian life. And we must hold to this basic pattern to practice baptism aright.
This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. Until next time, look to Jesus, the Savior of sinners. Put your faith in him and walk in newness of life.